The hosts of this show are not experts. All information discussed and debated on the show is publicly available, and the opinions of the hosts are not fact. We apologize for any offense you may take and discourage any message of hate, violence, and discrimination, but such messages may be repeated from reportedly original sources for purposes of debate and discussion. We encourage your involvement in the discussion, but do not support any similar aforementioned message. You're listening to American Minutes. We are officially back on the clock for another edition of the American Minutes podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions website. Nash, we are live on, I don't even know how many places. Let me do a quick, let me do a quick head count. We are live on Twitch. Six. We are live on Twitter. We are live on my personal Facebook, at Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. We are live on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions YouTube channel we are live on uh the american minutes facebook channel and we are live on the american minutes youtube so many different places that's six places i don't know if that's a record but it's definitely a record for us we have a very crazy exciting fun show this week that was really hard to do honestly it took me hours upon hours upon hours longer than it usually does to put this show together thanks dr fauci nash how you doing my friend I'm great. Yeah, this story was a bit of a minefield. Um, definitely some very opinionated sides. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It, it was a mess. So our stories this week are Fauci's emails, mainly, co- mainly covering the lab leak, which was the big takeaway from um, the emails, at least in my opinion, from researching in the videos I watched. But then, you know, masks were also a thing. Him being silenced by Trump was also a thing. Uh, and then the White House and Fauci just defended himself. And, like, the CNN defended him. The MSNBC defended him. BuzzFeed, to an extent, kind of defended him. Like, uh, Bloomberg defended him. Uh, factcheck.org defended him. So all of these, like, news sites just just, just weren't reporting they kind of skipped over, like, where he lied in the emails and just how much tomfoolery was just in this. And even, like, when they kind of told the truth, they, like, misconstrued it to a point where, like, well, we'll get into it. It's just, it's a big, hot mess. And from there, we're going we go to go into, <laughs> go into Joe Manchin and how he vows to block the filibuster, thus ending Joe Biden's presidency, essentially, at least until the midterms or the second term or who knows what. But it's, it's... It's it's a mess right now, and Nash, I think this is exactly what we expected, and really expected nothing less. Yeah, no, pretty pretty predictable. Um, it's it's fun. <laughs> As I shudder, yeah, fear. we all we all shudder, <laughs> we all float down here. Um, but Nash, before we get into that, we have some quick bits, quick bits. We got some hot minute reports, ladies and gentlemen. So coming from NPR on Friday, federal Mm -hmm. judge Benitez threw out a ban on many semi-automatic rifles, including the R-15 that has been present in California for almost 30 years, ruling that it violates the second amendment. Um, Big takeaway from this is it probably won't last. Um, The circuit courts will probably say, no, it's illegal. Um, but the main thing, Benitez made, um, his whole argument is pretty much based on 
specifically for the AR-15, it's not a unique weapon, and it's not a weapon widely used for shootings. It's hardly ever used, so it's they very... They AR- AR-15-style w- weapons, whatever that means. Yeah, and so it it's sort of like there's no reason to ban it. I think he literally said it's like the Ford F-150 of guns and they sell more AR 15s than they do Ford F one fifties. So it's like to make it illegal doesn't really make sense because it genuinely isn't causing problems. Um, people don't use it for mass shootings. People don't use it for shootings. Most people have it, have it for home defense mm. and they pretty much use it as such. So that's kind of the takeaway for that. Um, more in the world of guns from CNN, Gun sales have surged over the last year. Um, In part, well, probably mostly from the pandemic, um, sort of, I would probably say. And the one reason that the uh, CNN made a lot of reasons, and I think we're all true. You've got a wider variety of gun owners um, from different backgrounds, um, a lot more um, people of color buying guns than normal or mm-hmm. registering, registering for firearms. Um, you know, clearly the pandemic, they brought up the riots uh, was a possible factor, but they never mentioned how defund the police was a factor. They said, they said not trusting the police was a factor, but they never mentioned defunding the police being a factor, which I mean, all that's true that they're, they're right that, you know, people not trusting the police is a big reason that um, a lot of people own a gun, but it's another reason for people that were sort of on the edge of buying a gun, defunding it now is I'm 100% going to buy a gun because the police aren't going to be there. Yeah, if I can't call a cop to save me, who's going to save me? Guess I'm saving myself. Which... No, exactly. It isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? I I guess guess getting a gun for that reason... Like, listen, someone's got to do it. I'd rather protect myself than rely on the police to protect me. Um, no, like, especially here um, in Tennessee, it's like a lot of the gun owners that I know, it would take the police, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get to their house um, since they called. So it just makes more sense that they own a gun because if somebody, you know, invades their house, they can't wait that long for the police. Yeah, as opposed to Hoboken, New Jersey, you know, it probably... I see the thing. Like I don't know because the police precinct is all the way down, all the way downtown. I'm I'm uptown, but you know, I mean, I'm sure there's cops patrolling regularly, but you know, they can't get into my building unless they're buzzed in. You know what I mean? So like, it could theoretically take just as long. And I'm on a top floor. They gotta walk a five flights of stairs, and they're cops. They like donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what could happen? <laughs> so maybe, 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 maybe it could take them 15, 20 minutes just to get to my top floor <laughs> if I'm all the way downtown. I mean, I'm being a little funny here, but um, naturally, I, I'm just like the, the police response time will probably be much, much faster uh, in a densely populated yeah. area. But I can't imagine it'd be too, too different because there's so many different factors here. No, yeah, exactly. And I think that's honestly most people that I own guns, they live in that scenario where it'll take the police a minute to get out here, so I might as well have one to protect myself in case something happens like that. Um, they also didn't mention how ammunition itself has skyrocketed in sales. And during the pandemic, it was almost impossible to find nine millimeter ammo, which is a very common round, um, which I think is important because that, that doesn't mean people aren't just interested in getting a gun. It's people that have guns 
are assuming something is going to happen where they're going to need that. <laughs> right. That's anticipating active use. Um, moving on from the world of guns, uh, from Business Insider, uh, AOC's grandmother refused yeah, more than $100,000 after a right-wing journalist set up a GoFundMe to help repair her home after Hurricane Maria. Um, had devastated Puerto Rico. Uh, the same journalist uh, accused AOC of virtue signaling in her tweet, and that's sort of why the GoFundMe was started. Bit of a bit of a big story, kind of. It's pretty hilarious. In her tweet, um, and that's pretty much AOC tweeted that Trump had caused Puerto Rico to not receive funding after the hurricane, and um, her house still hadn't been repaired because of the lack of funding. And a lot of people kind of destroyed AOC for that just because AOC gets paid a lot of money. Um, she had like just bought, she had like bought a new Tesla like the week this story broke. Um, of course. And so, naturally. Yeah. And she, and she's got like, I think like two apartments in New York. So it's like people are kind of tearing her apart saying like, well, why didn't you help your grandmother when you're single, you know, at, at home, like living by yourself, you've got nothing else to sort of pay for. Um, like, you don't have kids or anybody else like that, so why can't you help repair her house? But the interesting thing, the point made by the guy, I'm forgetting the name of the guy that did it, um, <laughs> the right-wing journalist, so they denied all the money, so uh, GoFundMe is giving all the money back to people that donated. But he made a good point by saying, like, listen, if, it, if the situation was really that bad, why couldn't you have given that money to, like, her neighbor's or her grandmother, like, like what, what's the real circumstance here? Like, is her grandmother not really in those conditions or is she just willing to let her grandmother live like that? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you get her a plane ticket to come live with you or like, or like, or somebody it's like, it's like, yeah. Okay. Trump, Trump kind of abandoned the whole country, the whole, the whole country territory, you know, with, with the funding. Fine. Okay. You abandoned your grandmother. Like you, you, you abandoned, you still abandoned her. If she's still in those conditions yeah. and you're blaming Trump. Yeah. It's like, do you take no yeah. account? Oh, she's a Democrat. Sorry. They don't take accountability. And, well, I mean, and the, there's a lot of controversy over Trump stopping the funding because the, the reason he stopped it was because of the corruption in Puerto Rico where they would give them the money, but they wouldn't actually allocate it to right. people who needed it. So Sounds like, like taxation reasoning. Yeah, that was the that well, that was the whole reason that the funding stopped happening, um, and it's just kind of funny to see somebody sort of do that same exact thing to their family. Yeah, it's not funny. It's pretty horrific if it's, you think about it. Yeah, I was gonna say funny Nash. Jeez, little little aggressive. Not the ha ha kind of funny. No, yeah, it's, it's not not not, not ha ha. Yeah, it's not ha ha funny. I mean, very few very few things these days. Are, <laughs> very few things these days are ha ha funny. Um, like Dr. Fauci, <laughs> Dr. Fauci is, is borderline ha ha funny, but it's also borderline <laughs> ha ha. You're going to jail, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's borderline. Lord. You are in, you're in trouble. So Fauci emails also being called Fauci gate because after Watergate, every scandal has to have the word gate in it. Right? Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Apparently yeah. it has to. Yep. So the trove of emails was obtained by the Washington Post and BuzzFeed News, of all people, BuzzFeed. Shout out to BuzzFeed. Uh, 
through the Freedom of Information Act, which allows journalists to request internal government correspondence. Now, these emails covered the period of January to June of 2020. Um, this was a hard, so this was a hard to search. Re- like I said, I mentioned earlier, it was just a hard to story to research for me. Um, I really had to dig and dig and dig to find some good information. Um, I did get it from yeah. independent sources and I did use their sources as well. So my main source really was, um, so last week I touted, uh, Crystal and Sagar, 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 it's Sagar, um, from, from rising on, on the hill. Um, but literally the day after our video came out, they announced that they left, they left rising. They left the hill. Both of them did. So they started going independent and their new um, show is called Breaking Points. They're on YouTube. They have a podcast. Same format, different look. They're just not uh, bound by corporate overlords anymore. They're completely independent on their own. Um, so congratulations to them. And that's them. my main yeah. source of news. From there, um, I got an article from the Wall Street Journal, which did a good job covering this. Uh, they mentioned National Geographic at a National Geographic interview that Fauci did last year which counteracts the timing of the emails. So he said one thing in the emails, and then a few months later, he accepted the exact opposite publicly. Um, and the Washington Examiner, the Washington Examiner also did a really good job uh, covering the story as well as, uh, oh no, Nash, I think you put in Vanity Fair. Is Vanity Fair a link? I didn't put in Vanity Fair. They did a pretty in-depth coverage on um, a lot of what was happening with the actual uh, Wuhan lab, um, like the direct, the former director of the CDC, they interviewed. Um, it was very in depth, uh, which I think was funny coming from Vanity Fair for sort of the the topic material. With the actual, they were, uh, I think Wuhan. honestly they were one of the best reporting sources on this topic, <laughs> trying to understand what happened with COVID in light of these emails. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Which it's like you, you really wouldn't expect it from like BuzzFeed and Vanity Fair to be like some of the top like reporting on this story. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so the main a big takeaway again, like I mentioned earlier, was the lab leak hypothesis, which we've been Nash and I've been covering a lot on this podcast and check the archives. And also all, all the sources to our links are in our description. Again, my Facebook, Will Tarashek, Tyson Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K, American Minutes, Facebook, at American underscore Minutes, um, YouTube, American Minutes podcast, as well as YouTube, uh, Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. We are live on all those places. All the links to our stories are in those descriptions. If you're listening afterwards, uh, go watch the video. Please give it a like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. So, on January 31st, 2020, shortly after COVID-19 genome had been decoded, Christian Anderson, uh, the, fi- the five-virologist leader, uh, emailed Dr. Fauci that there are, quote, unusual features in the virus. These took up only a small percentage of the genome so that, quote, one has to look really closely at all sequences to see that some of these features, in parentheses, potentially look engineered. So Christian Anderson was the lead lead virologist of this team, I guess, of called the five, the five virologists. It's not capitalized, so I don't know what they were called, but uh, led the team. And he emailed Fauci <laughs> in January of 2020 saying, hey, this thing going on in China, it looks engineered. 
Um, he went on, Mr. Anderson went on to note uh, that he and his team, quote, all find the genome inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. It isn't clear exactly what he meant by this striking phrase, but anything inconsistent with an evolutionary origin has to be man-made. So this is back in January, yeah. before, like, be- be- before COVID-19 was even, like, in American press, right? Like, it was, it was being covered at that point, kind of as, like, hey, this weird flu thing is happening in China. But no crazy things of a global pandemic, no lockdowns, like, nothing. So this is, like, early, early, early stages of the pandemic, and he's saying it's possibly man-made. Wow. Yeah. Very early on, people were saying that. Now, I don't understand how that isn't headline news everywhere. Yeah. That's hard that's hard to understand why they wouldn't want to report on that. Well, that seems like a pretty huge hit that he knew very openly people were already suspecting it to be um Man-made. Yeah. I mean, and he wh- continuously denies that. When, when, you, when you really look into it and find the real reason, it's not that shocking. Um, but let's let's kind of do some scientific jargon here. So, the fur and cleavage site... Ooh, ooh that sounds that sounds, that sounds kinky. Uh, <laughs> it's the, not what you think. <laughs> the fur and cleavage site, also known as the cooter... No, I'm just kidding. The fur and... The fur and oh <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to the intro, we are not professionals, uh, nor do we aim to be. No, I, I, honestly, I, I like copied this paragraph, not knowing what the fuck any of these people were talking about. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Um, the fur and cleavage site, a small element of the virus that they doubt that they doubtless had in mind when referring to quote unusual features end quote, is an an, an, an analogous genetic insertion that could be a sign of laboratory manipulation. The distinguished virologist David Baltimore had called it a smoking gun and, quote, a powerful challenge had the idea of a natural organ of SARS, uh, SARS-2. Um, so basically, they, they the science mumbo-jumbo, this most likely... They had this- did- they had this piece and they're like hey you have to make this piece and they're like huh I think somebody made this piece (laughs) so then January 31st 2020 email from Mr. Anderson showed that Dr. Fauci knew from the beginning that experts had serious suspicions about the virus's origins now to be clear Nash this does not confirm the lab leak hypothesis nothing we say here confirms the hypothesis this this brings further evidence supporting the hypothesis. That's very clear to note. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. And if anyone watching wants to challenge us, comment down below, please. Um, so now, however, Nash, so you know, this 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 Mr. Anderson, I'm gonna call him Neo. I'm just kidding. Christian Anderson and his team and, and Dr. Baltimore, you know, they 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, this sounds like a play. Like what? Mr. Anderson and Dr. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Going, Anderson, come over here and meet David Baltimore. <laughs> it's like it's like that scene of Forrest Gump. We got Cleveland from Detroit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I forgot where Tex is from. I forgot like. Tex. Well, shoot, I can't remember where Tex is from. <laughs> so, so these these doctors, right? These virologists did this research, forwarded off to Doctor Fauci. Now they seem like the good guys here, right? Like, hey, I'm a doctor. I have this information. You might want to use this. Right? They did what they were supposed to do, and Fauci didn't just didn't do the right thing, right? Well, however, the same team that privately said this most likely came from a lab publicly said that the lab leak theory was highly unlikely. The Anderson team, in its letter, discusses how the virus could have been acquired the fur and cleavage site naturally. Their best suggestion is that COVID-19 picked up the necessary genetic information from people after it made a jump from its from bats. But no evidence from this idea has emerged. So in March of 2020, they published this letter saying, hey, this most likely caused naturally. So why would they do this? Why would they do this? Nash, what do you think? Like, what? What? Like, what? How is this? Not mainstream headlines absolutely everywhere. How is this not being broadcast on Mars? They should know this too. It it reminds me, um, I forget what the story was, where it's pretty much like very clear that management got in the way. Where it's like just talking to somebody working there, like, oh yeah, I looked at that and it looks like uh, you know, it looks like it was man-made, so I emailed it to him. And then when they're like, okay the head of our institute or whatever is giving our, our public statement. It's like, mm, the facts don't necessarily matter right now. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's hard to trust because obviously they're saying two different things. Yeah. But I feel more comfortable trusting the private one. Yeah. Because it was done in the dark because nobody was watching when they said it. They didn't have to lie to anybody at that point. Yeah. So, a reason why they could have done this, after, after taking one look at the horrific possibility that the lab leak origin from SARS-CoV-2 might cause virology labs all over the world to be closed down, it would seem the Anderson team decided to disregard their first impressions of possible manipulation. Recall they said in their letter, quote, we do not believe that any type of laboratory-based scenario is plausible. So why they do it? Money. Yeah, and that's a sad truth. Money and funding. And why would the government cover this up? Why would the mainstream propaganda not cover this as much or at all or unfairly? Money. Money and Trump. That's the real reason. <laughs> God, <laughs> still on it. <laughs> So, so to recap, Fauci got this information not, and it. I only, I only use this one example. He had multiple doctors, and virologists, and epidemiologists, even dermatologists, reaching out to this guy saying, "Hey, this is probably lab made." Uh, way before Fauci said publicly 
in May of 2020 to National Geographic. Fauci said, quote, if you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, the scientific evidence, is very, very strongly leaning toward this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. Everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that the virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. Fauci says, based on scientific evidence, he also doesn't entertain an alternate theory that someone from the coronavirus, that, that someone found the coronavirus in the wild, brought it to the lab, and then accidentally escaped. So, May 2020, he is saying publicly that there is very, very high improbability that this came from a lab when he knew that that was a lie. He knew that was not true because he was getting email upon email upon email documented to the exact opposite. Which is, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) It's utterly atrocious, really, because it's just like a blatant lie. And now we have a path of lies, even with a lot of this information being redacted. Yeah, yeah. From the emails. A lot of it's fucking redacted. And look, look, look. Fauci could be acting on, you know, the science changes, new information comes along. Okay, maybe... But he was flip-flopping back and forth. He didn't know. Now, there were people out there publicly because their emails were getting ignored. So the people who, like, sent – some people sent emails to Fauci, right, try to go out publicly and say, okay, he's not listening to me. Let me get my voice out there. Let me, let me tell people what's actually possibly going on so they know to make the right decisions. And they were getting suppressed by big tech. Yeah, which is – I mean – it's, it's utterly horrific where you've got people who it seems like they're not even, they don't even understand what's going on. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is, I know what this is clearly. Like, this is what I study. This is probably man-made. Why aren't they saying that? I yeah. better go tell them. And that's like, then they get swept under the rug by this big machine. They don't even see. Yeah. They don't even consider as a, as a thing. And it, it, it's just horrific. Yeah. When when the the guardians of information are, are just don't care, they don't care. Now imagine, like imagine how different the response to COVID could have been if 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 the lab leak hypothesis was more credible, right? Like mask mandates, probably because nature nature is scary, right? Like if something from nature, it's like, oh, okay, it's, this is really dangerous. So that's man made, you know. If they're developing this. Assuming when they first start, right, they don't want the virus to be super deadly. They just want it to be contagious so they can study it and find cures. But they don't want it to be dangerous, too dangerous in case of situations like this. Right? And if it has to if it has to be constructed in a lab, it it that means that its evolution is created like unorganically, so it can't just survive. That's why a big thing now is that they're showing that people that have had COVID are incredibly immune to it and almost nobody who's had it gets it again because they just become resistant to it and like whereas like you were saying if this happened in nature then it'd be a whole different story because it can survive 
in an imperfect environment where it has things that are trying to constantly attack it. Whereas in a lab, they're trying to help it go along and be made and exist. Yeah. Like you've got a lot of people literally doing things to make sure that it continues to exist. So totally different, you know, nightmare scenarios. So now why would Fauci? Yeah. So why why would, Sorry, why, why, yeah. would, why would Fauci lie? Why would Fauci be saying one thing in private or listening to one thing in private and saying anything in, in, in public? Again, money. <laughs> money, probably money. Research. Right? I, I think he I think he is right now the highest paid government employee. He is. He makes federal, more he makes more money employee. than he makes more money than the president per year. Okay, so yeah. okay, let, let, let's clarify that, Nash. He makes more money than any government official on paper. Any federal employee on paper. On paper. You know, Nancy Pelosi made a lot more money through her, her insider training than Fauci made last year, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Tr- Donald Trump made a lot more money through his shady uh, deals as president than Dr. Fauci did. But salary, straight flat salary. <laughs> yeah, Fauci is the highest paid public servant in the world. So, now we get to Peter Daszak, a key figure in coronavirus research at a Wuhan laboratory, personally thanked Dr. Fauci for downplaying the likelihood that COVID-19 originated from a lab. That seems bad. Yo, crazy how only Vanity Fair has brought this up. <laughs> what? So who, oh who is who is Peter Daszak? He's the president of Eco the Eco Health Alliance, a research group that secured a grant to perform coronavirus research in Wuhan before the pandemic. He wrote to Fauci in April of last year, quote to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators. After Fauci dismissed the idea that the pandemic started, uh, the pandemic started due to a lab accident in Wuhan, in Wuhan. Dismissed, excuse me. So after Fauci dismissed the Wuhan lab, he was like, yo, Fauci, thank you for having my back, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping us secure more money. Dazak goes on to say, Quote, from my perspective, your comments are brave and coming from your trusted voice will help dispel the myths being spun around the virus origins. Oh, and he also, Dazak also sent $3.4 million in grant money to the National Institute of Health to the Wuhan lab between 2014 and 2019. That's that's who this fucking guy is. That's why Fauci um, lied for guys like this. And I believe if if I'm not mistaken, it could be another guy that they brought up, but he in the Vanity Fair article I think goes over this where he essentially um encouraged 27 uh virologists around the world to sign a piece of paper saying that it it probably wasn't made in a lab. Um, and they have his emails specifically 
telling certain virologists, hey, no, we don't want you to sign it because you're a little too close in proximity. We're going to get a big enough group of people from different places to make it seem more organic. Mm-hmm. That kind of guy is the guy that Fauci helped. The guy that openly lied and lied to everybody. So I think you mentioned the same guy now, Nash. Uh, as the pandemic yeah. was just beginning, Dazak orchestrated a letter from several scientists that rejected the idea of a lab accident based on little yep. evidence. And yep. he did not disclose his conflict of interest when signing the letter. The letter ultimately informed a significant amount of media coverage over the lab leak theory. They lied. And it like blatantly lied for personal gain. In like obvious, this lied with little evidence. And the mainstream media all, all, ran with it. It's ran all with open it. and now it's just all it's all just available information. No, no, it's it it is, but people aren't gonna look into it because the mainstream propaganda is saying nothing to see here. It's being misconstrued. It's not what you think it is, a.k.a. we're running cover for the same people Fauci did because it's our ass on the line too. That's utterly atrocious. Despite his position leading the research group that backed the coronavirus research at the pandemic, at the beginning, at the episode of the pandemic, Dazak was tapped as a member of the World Health Organization's investigative team and dispatched to look into the origins of COVID-19. So not only was this guy lying, he was assigned by the World Health Organizations to investigate the origins of COVID-19. God, that's just horrific. Oh, I, I, I bet his report was totally unbiased because he had nothing to lose there. A hundred unbiased. Oh. He didn't have any money to lose. He didn't have his career to lose. He didn't have a possible jail sentence looming over his head. So, oh yeah, he was totally honest with the origins of COVID-19. Now, Dazek admitted during a 60 Minutes interview in March, this past March, that he and the rest of the World Health Organization team had taken Chinese officials at their word during the investigation. Oh, did you now? Did you now? So what you mean to tell me is you didn't investigate. You just asked a question and then went. You sound like CNN. You sound like Brian Stelter. Just, oh, yeah. Just, no, just, just, no. Well, just publishing a uh, Chuck Schumer's press release without asking any questions or pushback. I'm just going to take the fucking Chinese at their word about the origins of a COVID pandemic that killed like 3 million people. Oh, yeah. And they, uh, I think they were the ones that, because the Chinese government was saying that what happened that a miner or something in, in a certain province of China had gotten it from, like, bat dung in in this cave, and that's where it came from. And they tried to go there to investigate, and Chinese officials prevented them from going to the cave. Yeah. Yeah. And the American officials so, who, who, who did their own independent research uh, funded the research. They funded the Wuhan research yeah. on the on the COVID nineteen. So now, now, now Biden Biden did say, um, remember this Biden? Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That that Joe Biden. Uh, he, <laughs> oh my god. He he, uh, he he said within ninety days there needs to be another another uh, 
um, stu- uh, investigation into the origins. I wonder who he's going to put on that. Because Jen Psaki in a press release in, in, her, in her briefing was just like, she passed the buck. She was like, nah, we don't really want to take care of this. So we're going to leave it up to the investigative team. But you're supposed to be leading the team. So yeah. we're never going to know. I have no confidence in Joe Biden. Again, this Joe Biden. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That Joe Biden. Uh, to, 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 to commit to a, 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 a private independent investigation. I don't even like who, who is qualified to investigate the origins of this then? Cause the government is compromised. The government has conflict of interests. The, the health, the, the health, the health, the health department, CDC, World Health Organization, Dr. Fauci, they're all compromised. They're all corrupt. Who can do a free and fair investigation, Nash? I have no, I have no, Brett Weinstein. How about him? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, former CDC head Redfield, Dr. Redfield. So Dr. Redfield in this Vanity uh, Fair article, uh, they interviewed him and he reported that while he was uh, head of the CDC, while this is going on, he was receiving death threats from virologists telling him not to say that it was uh, man-made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's all essentially because what happens is if it gets proven that yes, this came from a lab, they shut down all the labs across the world, and that's really all of them. they all work off of government funding, and so that's essentially what they're preventing is there this global conglomerate that doesn't want these labs closed, um, which is very scary to think about that they would go so far as to just let people die. Um, and blatantly lied to people about public health like that when it's straight up their job to make sure that doesn't happen, but they're not really concerned. It's like people that they didn't join medicine for the whole, you know, helping people part of the pledge they have to take. Yeah. It's just, it's like that. This is literally like the beginning of so many problems and all those problems are all interconnected because this this is honestly a branch off of the censorship issue and the deplatforming issue yeah. and the Ministry of Truth yeah. issue because you can't trust anybody from the establishment. Uh, anyone that's anyone that's involved in a government, not just the US government, not just the Chinese government, I'm gonna go as far as any government, German government, Italian government, the British government. Nigerian government, any government, you really can't trust them. You can't. You just, you just, you can't. I mean, I would specifically say these organizations that are backed by them. It's it's happening almost all the time where these these organizations that only exist off of government funding is they're doing everything to survive. And this one has literally killed people, millions of people. Mm-hmm. So it's like very plainly this shouldn't be allowed anymore and they're doing everything in their power to defend it and they've booked the right horse in this one. Because again, like Jeffy was saying, if this whole issue of censorship online didn't exist, didn't exist within the media either, at least social media, if it didn't exist there, everybody would know this. Yeah. Because these are the type of people that are getting blocked is people that are just trying to say something that they know that they have an expertise in trying to help people. 
and they're getting shut down by big tech because it doesn't help their pockets. It's not the horse that they backed. Like it's it's really it's really easy how this should go down and how you get the right answer. In the like, the conversations people are having now, and or I should say, the conversations people are allowed to have now is our con- conversation that should have happened a year ago about the origins of this virus, about how to properly handle the response to this virus, because they shut down any opposition to it came from the wild. That you couldn't talk about it. You got kicked off of Facebook, kicked off of Twitter, kicked off of YouTube. Experts, real people, the mainstream media said this theory was debunked when there was no evidence of debunking it. That affects everything. And anyone who says they support censorship can point to this episode and me saying, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Because, yeah, you've played a hand in people getting murdered. Because because the, the, this truth gets censored more than the lie. Yeah. And even even if it's it's not sort of the whole truth, it's like being able to censor like even a fraction of it. You're, you're still messing with the whole picture. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's kind of more chaotic because people that don't even really aren't even trying to sort of disrupt the balance of these forces or whatever you want to say it sound like a wacko, but I mean, that's kind of what it's come to now. They're not even trying to do that. They're just trying to help normal people like survive and live without fear. And like that's preventing them from doing their normal livelihood where they're not hurting anybody, where they're not in labs creating diseases that don't even exist. Yeah. Like like, that's really the messed up thing. It's just sort of like if you had, let people just talk on Twitter, it probably would be fine. In fact, I might just tweet, Dr. Fauci knew that this was a thing and see what happens to it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not just that. The same thing. Okay, go ahead. We move on. I, I was going to say, there's an important thing to know because I don't know how true this is, but I did see it on Fox um, where one of the reasons why there were some redacted parts in the leaked emails because every time they redacted something, they would give like a law or a statute or whatever about why it was redacted. So people know it's not to just cover stuff up. And if supposedly one of the most commonly used ones was the fact that it, they only use that statute if it's evidence in a criminal investigation. So hopefully some of the stuff that, we can't see in the papers or in his emails that got released was because they are investigating this for criminal activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that leads me to the next question. What happens to all these people? What happens to Dr. Fauci? What happens? Like what's, 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 what happens? What happens? What happens? I mean, uh, I almost full well, see this is the thing cuz a lot of his emails Fauci's emails they clearly have him uh just lying while he was under oath. Yeah. So if nothing happens to him we're going to be in a much scarier position than I assume we are in. Um but it seems like pretty cut and clear how this should sort of be handled. All these labs need to be closed immediately. Everything in there needs to get burned to the ground. 
and they should let sort of normal people <laughs> do normal doctors do their jobs trying to you know cure illnesses that exist instead of make up new ones I mean, personally, I, I do oh. I do see the argument for why this research is valuable because Nash, you know, they 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 have they got the vaccine so fast because they had a head start on the research. Yes. Right? So like, they're they're, but they're, they're Daffy. I, I know I know the research would have been needed if they lab didn't exist <laughs> in the first place. But 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 Nash, this 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 a virus like this is going to happen naturally. It's inevitable, right? It's going to, which is why they do the yes. research. Well, sort of. It doesn't mean you can't actually say that. You don't actually know if it will exist. You can't say something will exist if it doesn't exist yet. You just yeah. don't, you don't know. So the vast majority of scientists disagree with gain-of-function research. The, like 80% of them disagree with gain-of-function because it is more harmful. The chances of harm are exponentially larger than the potential gain because you could spend all your time making this new flu shot and you create a new strain of flu. And guess what? That flu never comes into existence. Yeah. And it's not, a, oh, better safe than sorry. It's not because this is what happens when it's, when it gets out of hand, people people literally die. And see, that was the thing. If people had known that, oh, okay, this was made in the lab, most people won't be that affected by it. And once they get infected, there's little to no chance that they'll ever get it again. What would have happened is all the healthy people would have just gotten it, inoculated with it immediately, and then we all would have been fine. We all would have gone about our day. We wouldn't have put a bunch of old people in nursing homes and forced them to get it and die. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I know. I do 100% agree with you. Like um, masks, masks themselves. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, Fauci, Fauci flip flop on masks. Continues to flip flop on masks consistently. Um, in February 2020, in a February 2020 email, Fauci told a former Health and Human Services official, "Quote: Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection." Which, that's something you said, Nash, in the way beginning. That's a direct quote from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was something I knew about, like, a lot of people in uh, China. Um, they wear masks. When um, they're sick. Particularly adult. Yeah, particularly adults, just because they don't have enough vaccines for something like the flu or SARS. And so they wear the masks to make sure that their kids don't get sick. Yeah. Like Fauci said it multiple times in February and early March, healthy people should not be wearing masks. Because they essentially yeah. don't do anything. No, they don't. You have to wear a, st a special type of mask if you want to do something. And The N95 mask. You have to, yeah. He goes on, so yeah, Fauci you, you goes on to have... say, he goes on to say in the email, quote, the typical mask you buy in a drugstore is not really effective in keeping out viruses. Uh virus which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit and keep out gross droplets or someone caught or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you're at a very low risk uh, a very low risk location. Now I know people 
channels, YouTube channels, people on social media who have said that exact same thing last June and they got a strike. A guideline strike. Yeah. See, that's really the issue with all of this stuff is where if people just had the freedom to say all their thoughts, it looks like we all would have actually been fine. And now it's sort of like, oh, if you're a no masker, you're a crazy person. It's like, well, uh, I don't know. I've had to wear masks for jobs that I've had, so I know why you have to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. I don't even want to cover the best because we're running out of time. So that's that's a story. Comment below. Let us know what you think of this. Um if you're listening to it after, go go drop a like, share a subscription, all all that fun stuff. But this is just this Get is us kicked off. This this is this is disgusting. I am so disgusted. I am grossed out. I I hate everything about this. Yeah, um, it's utterly atrocious. And what's even worse is that people have the audacity, like talking mainly about major news outlets now to like sort of not bring it up. And um, me and Daffy aren't, you know, I don't think geniuses. Uh, I don't even consider us journalists, to be honest. I don't consider myself a journalist. No, we're not. I would. I definitely <laughs> wouldn't. We, we get information from other journalists. We just read it. We just read a lot of journalists. <laughs> and so for us to be able to know it, I feel like people that get paid to do this should should do a better job of that. Like a headline from CNBC was like, I'm paraphrasing here. It was like Fauci's emails reveal how little scientists actually knew about the COVID pandemic early on. It's just like, what? No. What? <laughs> no. no, it's yeah, the no. exact the, opposite. The, here, I fixed the headline for you. The worst. Scientists <laughs> knew we lied. Yeah, the worst one I read, again, I'm paraphrasing as well, was a CNN article that was something like emails reveal the tremendous pressure Fauci was under. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess he was under pressure, but he also openly lied to everybody. Yeah, he also cracked under pressure. That's a kind of a detail you forgot to fucking include. Yeah. And this is why independent journalism is so important. People, people like Crystal and Sager, a cigar, Sag, Sager, Sager, Crystal and Sager. Do they ever say their name? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> she says it. She says it every single day. Sager, it's Sager. I, I, I'm just dumb. Okay, I'm bad with names. Uh, people like Kyle Klinsky. People like Jimmy Dore. Uh, fuck it, dude. I'll even say people like Ben Shapiro. People like Steven Crowder. Even though they're wrong a lot, they're still important. People like Alex Jones, who nowadays is wrong almost all the time, but back in his day, like 15 years ago, he was right about a lot of things. Uh, people like Jordan Peterson, right? People like a Joe Rogan. People like a, a Weinstein. People like a Jocko Willink. People like a, um, um, uh, who is that other U.S. Navy SEAL Rogan always has on? Mike Baker, right? People like that are super important because they don't have a, a, a corporate overlord telling them what to say, what they can and can't say. 
They're so important. They're so important. But you have to take them with a grain of salt, too. Yeah, because, I mean, that's one thing. Is there one person? If they can have their own individual biases or not. But typically, those those people are very open about them. Like yeah. that, that's the thing is they'll be very open about where their tendencies lie, what they like, what they don't like. Like even uh, uh, John Stossel, which I love. I think he's the greatest reporter in history. Um, he's an aggressive libertarian. So it's like I have to take what his says with that focus in mind that he is a libertarian. The base that, by God, he's the best reporter we've got. And he's honest. I believe he believes yeah, what he's, he's saying. Honest. I believe what he believes he's saying. Exactly. I believe Kyle Klinsky believes what he's saying. I don't believe Tucker Carlson believes what he's saying. I kind of believe he believes. I don't believe Rachel Maddow <laughs> believes what she's saying. If if they do, they're they're sick, or they just like the money. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, no, most definitely. Because there are some things you know that are just like. That is so aggressively, you know, I bet we could do a side-by-side watching clips of them say stories that we think they think are true and stories we know they know they're lying. Yeah. Like Tucker's a fake populist. I bet we could find the difference. Tucker, Tucker Carlson pretends to be a populist. I think. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like most of his stories he does like. He only picks the stories he likes. Sometimes he gets stories he does not like. Yeah, but he also plays, but I feel he like, plays up a character for sure. Oh, no, he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely playing a certain type of character. A man of the people when I think he's got a lot of money to be a man of yeah, the people. Yeah, he's, he's not a man of the people. He, he likes to pretend he is. All right, but let's... Yeah, I mean, if you actually go back... Okay, I forgot we were doing other stuff. Yeah, let's let's, let's move on. Let's move on on to Joe Manchin being more powerful than the president. Um, Joe Manchin vows to block the filibuster, like reform. So he wrote an op-ed with uh, the West Virginia Gazette. So... Ah, the Gazette. The good old Gazette. Good old reliable Gazette. So... Joe Manson, Joe Manson, who is a self, I'm going to start calling Joe Manson a self-identified Democrat because he's not a Democrat. Like, can we stop calling him a Democrat? Like, he, 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 he voted in support of, like, Trump. Like, when it was a Senate vote, he voted in favor of Republicans and Trump 60% of the time, between 50 and 60% of the time, which, to my math, makes him a Republican. No, he just, you know, likes Republican federal policy. Yeah, but he is a Democrat, so he's not a Democrat. He's not well, a Democrat. He, he, can, he, he, he can like Democratic, you know, local policy. I don't know. Right? Like, like the term, the term, he's, he's a right-wing Democrat. It's like, oh, so he's a Republican, you mean. We should get up all the stuff he voted for. I'll t- I'll let you know. I'll find all the stuff he voted for. I'll let you know what he is. So anyway, uh, last Sunday he he said he will oppose the sweeping voting rights bill championed by other Democrats as necessary to preserve democracy and protect against GOP efforts to restricting voting rights, effectively ensuring the legislation will fail. "Quote," this is a quote from his uh, op-ed. The right to vote is fundamental to our American democracy and protecting the right 
should not be about party or politics. Least of all, protecting this right, which is a value I share, shall never be done in a partisan manner. I believe that partisan voting legislation will destroy the already weakening binds of our democracy. And for that reason, I will vote against the For the People Act. He, can t- he, can- he continued adding that he will, quote, not vote to weaken or eliminate the filibuster, which also extensively, uh, extensively defending the 60-vote requirement for the legislation to be passed. Now, Nash, all those things sound yeah, nice. All, all those things sound nice. <laughs> this is a politician. I don't believe he believes what he's saying. Okay. Lay it on me. Whenever I hear it, whenever I hear a politician saying our democracy is under attack, I'm like, yeah, by you. <laughs> by you. Through your through your corruption. I don't know. I think that kind of makes sense. Voting legislation shouldn't be voted upon in a partisan manner. I mean, yeah, that no, kind I of mean, makes sense. I mean, he's 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 right. <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's right. <laughs> he's right. But does he? But does he really does, mean it? Does or he is he mean just it? in a position to yeah, gain? Yeah. Does he mean yeah, it, or is he you. just is he just saying it? Like, is 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 he mean this, or is his PR person telling him to say this? <laughs> Let's find out. So unfortunately, it's, these, these, these are all quotes from his op-ed now. I'm just reading his op-ed. Unfortunately, we are witnessing the fundamental right to vote itself has become overtly politicized. Yes, that's true. Debate, today's debate about how to best protect our rights to vote and to hold elections, however, is not about finding common ground but seeking partisan advantage. That's also true. That's true. Yeah. People, uh, 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 government officials or uh, elected officials are writing these voting laws to seek advantages. That's, that's, that's pretty honest. Yeah, that's true. Whether it is state laws that seek to needlessly restrict voting or politicians who ignore the need to secure our elections, partisan, policy, partisan policymaking blah, 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 won't instill confidence in our democracy. It will destroy it. Yeah, I, mean, I guess maybe. Yeah, yeah, pr- yeah, probably. Yeah, that makes sense. If one party makes all the voting laws, they're probably going to win all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Democrats have again proposed eliminating the Senate filibuster rule in order to pass the For the People Act with only Democratic support. They've attempted to de- de- uh, demonize the filibuster and conveniently ignore how it has been critical to protecting the rights of the Democrats in the past. That's also very true. Because he goes on to say, as a yeah. reminder, just four short years ago, in 2017, when Republican held control of the White House and Congress, President Donald Trump was publicly urging Senate Republicans to eliminate the filibuster. Then, it was Senate Democrats who were proudly defending the filibuster. 33 Senate Democrats penned a letter to Senator Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell uh, warning of the perils of eliminating the filibuster. So again, he's correct. He's a hundred percent correct yeah, okay, here. Okay, <laughs> okay, this guy's got some good stuff. Okay, okay. <laughs> of course, some in my party have argued that now is the time to dis- to discard such bipartisan voting reforms and embrace the election reforms and policies solely supported by one party. 
Respectfully, I do not agree. Okay, yeah, still, still looking pretty, right. still looking pretty good here, Nash. You're making, you're making, you're making your points. Okay, okay, it's a good thesis. I believe that partisan voting legislation will destroy the already weakening binds in our democracy, and for that reason, I will vote against the Florida People's Act. Furthermore, I will not vote to weaken or eliminate the filibuster. For as long as I have the privilege of being a U.S. senator, I will fight to represent the people of West Virginia and seek my partisan compromises, no matter how difficult and developed the political bonds and divisions to help unite the country we love. Blah 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 blah. 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 Mr. Manchin said instead that he would support passage of another bill, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, which would restore federal oversight over state level voting laws changes to protect minority groups the, 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 that might be targeted. He cited one Republican senator, uh, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, as a supporter of the measure who would give Justice Department power to police voting rights in the Supreme Court that the Supreme Court took away in 2013. Interesting. So, Nash, what do you think of all that? Okay. I'm, all right. I don't know too much about the... Let's see. Restore federal oversight over state-level voting law changes to protect minority groups that might be targeted. Okay, yeah. All right, sure. That sounds good to me. So let's go over really quickly the bill, the the, the For the People Act, whatever the fuck it is. What is it? Hang on, let me just scroll up a little bit. The bill? Uh, for the people, yeah. For the, the, for for the, the, the people For Act. the People Act, which, hey, if it, you know the rule of government, if it has a, if it has a good name, veto it. <laughs> <Veto it. laughs> Vote against it. If, if, for, the pe- for the people. <laughs> if, uh, how can you? Ter- how can you? How can you not support the For the People Act? How can you not? Are you not for the people, bro? Like <sighs> uh, the, the original people that wrote for the people were racist, using their own logic against them, Daffy. <laughs> so the 818-page bill would end partisan gerrymandering tighten controls on campaign spending, and ease voter registration. It would also force major party candidates for president and vice president to release 10 years' worth of personal and business tax returns and end the president's and vice president's exemption from conflict of interest rules. Now, all those sound like good things to put in a bill, to be honest. Um, No. Because end of partisan gerrymandering means they're just going to change how they gerrymander. It doesn't mean it'll change. Explain. I mean, that's just my that's just my understanding of it. Is it won't actually? They're going to have to redraw the lines at some point, and when they do, you're gonna you better believe they're just going to gerrymander. Why wouldn't they? It's 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 like the it's like the uh, whatever the the filibuster thing. The second they have the power to change the rules for gerrymandering, they're going to change it for their benefit. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. So, uh, for the record, I am one hundred percent in favor of keeping the filibuster. Do not. Yes, I do, am as well. Do not get rid of the filibuster. The filibuster is very important. I think 60 votes for something to pass is actually pretty logical. 
Yeah, and it, it requires it give it gives the minority a voice. Not only that, it it forces you to work together. Everybody yes. wins. Everybody wins because it's sixty percent. A high majority of the be- of this best interests of the people are theoretically being met. Yeah. And if you're in politics and you can't work together, which is literally your job, you get voted in to yeah. Congress or the Senate to pass laws and to govern. And you do that by working together. If you can't do that, your bill doesn't deserve to be passed. Yeah, no, yeah, that's should probably meet in the middle so everybody's happy. No, I should, yep. I'll, I'll yep. also say I am in favor of filibuster reform where they actually filibuster, not to say, hey, Garcon, we're filibustering. And that's they it. actually have to talk about the bill? Yeah, they have to actually talk about the bill. Bring that back. Bring back the original filibuster. So if you're gonna if you're gonna actually filibuster, if you're gonna if you're gonna draw that card, if you're gonna if you're gonna uh do that trial by combat, motherfucker, you're going to combat. So the filibuster should be used in very specific situations. It shouldn't be used for literally because a filibuster can be a weapon used to make sure nothing passes. Just as much as getting rid of it to make sure everything passes. Well, no, because there's the joint uh there's the joint uh thing where it's pretty much um they can have two pieces of legislature up for debate so while one is being filibustered they just go to the next one mm. you say so so it doesn't halt the go- so it doesn't halt the government no i mean that's just the rule okay okay okay, okay nice don't get don't get hasty no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So people don't think that when somebody filibusters, nothing gets done. Like, no, they can do other stuff. It's just for that it's, for that, the that, moment that, that, that particular piece of bill. Yes, that particular. Piece, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, okay, that particular piece of legislation is is held up in limbo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it doesn't prevent them from bringing another piece of legislation to the floor. So, Joe Manchin doing this. What does this say mm-hmm. about Biden's presidency? Um, it's weak. Oh, it's so weak. It's very, very weak. It's it's so, so, so weak. Hey, uh, let's try to change the rules so we can get whatever we want passed with the fewest amount of people. All right? Okay? Thank you. (laughs) So, Mr. Manchin's blockade of filibuster changes makes other Biden initiatives far less likely to pass, including... Any overhaul on immigration laws, which we're probably going to talk about next week with Kamala Harris, um, a permanent expansion of the Affordable Care Act, controls of the price of prescription drugs, and the most serious efforts to tackle climate change. So, what I got this from the New York Times. So, what the New York Times oh, is, is saying, with with Manchin doing this without doing the filibuster, nothing's going to pass. Now, New York Times is is half right. There may be a third right. Because nothing will pass. What's this mean for Biden's presidency? It's over. It's done. 
no, no new legend. Nothing is nothing major is going to pass. If it does, it's going to be a Republican policy. <laughs> yeah. If it does, yeah. Republicans are going to no, write yeah. it. <laughs> no, you managed to piss off everybody. Like that's just the reality of it. Like the border is a great example, just because we're going to fix the border. What does that What does that mean, Joe? Because you did you did nothing. You, you, you there are still kids in cages, aren't there? What, is, what? what does this mean for Joe Biden's presidency? It means what? he's going to sit on his hands, use this as an excuse for why he couldn't get anything done, and when he runs again for the midterms. Or if he runs in 2024, or if, God forbid, Kamala Harris runs in 2024, these are the two things that Joe Biden or Kamala Harris is going to run on. He's going to run on, actually three things. He's going to run on the COVID, COVID relief and the vaccine, which, yes, he has done tremendous. All right, give the man his credit. Um, also, give that credit to Trump as well. I might give both of them credit for how the vaccine rollout and how the end of this pandemic came into be and reopening things. He's going to run on that, which goddamn he should. He's going to run on. Ex- Wait, why? Because he did. Why would he didn't you- do that? That was local. That was local government that did that. The, the vaccine rollout. Okay. His, his, his goal of a, of a hundred million vaccines in a hundred days blew it out of the water. Nailed it. Yeah, but that was mostly because of local governments. He didn't. He had almost nothing to do with that. Man, he's still a leader. It, he doesn't matter. He still gets credit for that as president. Well, no, he doesn't. He, I think he does. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He reached his goals. <laughs> he made sure the goals got met. Yeah, but did he did he, did he provide <laughs> no, he them? Did he, did he provide them more resources? <laughs> did he provide them more funding? Did he provide them with anything? He might have, but I don't. I don't think that he, I wouldn't say he did it. I'd say he did anything. It was like Trump already had them making the. They're already making the vaccine. Yeah, well, he's gonna. But he okay, whether or not he deserves it or not, that's what he's gonna run on. Yeah, I guess. Right, he's gonna make excuses for not getting things done because of Joe Manson. He wants to do it bipartisanship, so he's gonna blame the Republicans for not being able to pass anything when he, which he can. We're going to get to that in a second. And they're also going to run on January 6th. Republicans bad. Are you really going to vote for them over me? That's what he's, that's what they're, that's what Democrats are running on. You know what, Nash? Yeah, I thought they're going to lose. Yeah, they're going to lose horrifically. They're going to they lose. Are. You know who they're going to lose to? <laughs> They're gonna lose. DeSantis. They're gonna lose. Honestly, dude, they're gonna, if, if Donald Trump if Donald Trump runs again and he's allowed back on social media, Donald Trump wins by blowout. If Donald Trump doesn't, oh, yeah. if Donald Trump doesn't win again, Ron DeSantis wins by blowout. I mean, I mean yeah. Reagan era blowout. And and let's let, let's be honest here is the the, the reality is. Because the Democratic Party is so weak, it's straight up, they just need one strong Republican, and I feel like it's in the bag. Because they don't have, I mean, after this year, I don't, I can't name a strong Democrat. 
like 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 a, like a well, real like a, a real Democrat. Like yeah, well, somebody that isn't mired in dirty politics and backstabbing and lying that hasn't already been bought by somebody. Can you say the same thing for Republicans? DeSantis, he doesn't really care about anybody. Trump, he doesn't care about anybody. <laughs> Those two guys really don't care. <laughs> dude, honestly, maybe Rand Paul may even have a good shot at presidency. <laughs> like, Dude, I might vote for Rand Paul, to be honest. That guy is... I, I, I know a lot of people who don't like Rand Paul, but I'm like, listen, man. I've I've seen him speak. I've seen him just attack people. I think he's very smart. And I think he's very good at at what he does. He may be wrong on a lot of things, yeah. but hey, man, a broken clock is right twice a day, and sometimes it's three times a day when it comes to Rand Paul. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean that's things. You may not agree with a lot of his opinions, um, but the fact that you know that he's probably not bought by anybody, I think, is the biggest ticket that you've got right now. Cause I can't say it for any front running Democrat right now. Buttigieg, no way. Harris, no way. AOC, no way. Who else would run? And a who de- else on the is Democrats? a Democrat that would run? <sighs> yeah. Who else is a front running Democrat? Uh, Klobuchar. Everyone, everyone who just Yang, lost. Yang, maybe. Yang, maybe if the DNC would let him, which they won't. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they have Kamala Harris. That's that's it. They're banking on identity politics, censorship, and the media covering for them, because the media is covering for them. Like notably, parts of this from the New York Times again. Notably, parts of the Florida People Act could could be passed in other ways if Democrats decide to break it up, but the party has previously been hesitant to do so. Now. They don't mention what those other ways are. They just ignore it. Now, those other ways are through reconciliation. They can just shove a bunch of things through reconciliation um, as long as it doesn't meet a certain requirement. I forget exactly what that is. But certain things have to go through regular order. But other things can be passed through through reconciliation. Also, Biden can cancel student debt today. Biden can make marijuana off the Schedule One substance list today. He can make mar- marijuana legal federally today. Biden, man, Biden really... could be like, listen, <laughs> Biden could be like, listen, Mansion, we have we have the numbers. What do you want? Play politics. Force him to side with you or threaten to primary someone against them and make sure he's out of politics forever. Joe Biden, all he has to do is put pressure on him a little bit. He's the fucking president. Make or break him. I, I, get, I, I don't think he's a strong enough president. No, He's he, too weak. He They're all too weak. No, but why, why doesn't he do that? Because he doesn't want to. Because because he agrees with Joe Manchin. Because Biden, <laughs> because Joe Biden is a Republican. Uh, 
Like, I, how do people? Yeah. How, <laughs> yeah, how, do, kinda, how yeah. do Democrats just not see this? Like, they, the mainstream meat propaganda will kind of mention, you know, they could do this in other ways, but he's not going to because Manchin or the parliamentarian. They don't, they don't hold Democrats' feet to the fire. Like, the media allows them to be weak. They're, 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 the people let them be weak. There's a certain demographic of people out there who push back against the establishment Democratic Party, but they get banned from Twitter. They get suppressed in a YouTube yep. algorithm. Which, see, this is honestly the most messed up part of this whole circle that they've made is it's all self-created where sort of they've used big tech to create this sort of imaginary land of what people want and how they behave and act with each other on social media. And then it's like, they're using that to conf to base off how they make policies and things. It's like, wait, why you're literally the ones who made that like the status quo, like you've been force feeding people, this status quo that the majority of people don't actually believe in. What? Why? <laughs> Why don't we just? It's like the dumbest thing ever. Like, yes, you will have young, white, wealthy college students. You're going to need more people, though. That is, you're going to need more of those people. Yeah. Oh, Nash, it's, it just, it makes me sick. So what Manchin essentially, oh, and Biden also, Biden uh, has also said that, listen, we don't, we're not going to, we don't, we're only going to bother trying passing anything through reconciliation until September. So these next three months, four months are just a waste of time. There's nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing's going to pass. And they're not even going to try. I think they're waiting for him. Are they waiting for him to die? Like, what is? Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Imagine if Trump said that. <sighs> like, that's so, dude. Oh my god. Oh my god. The the things they said about him may have been right <laughs> if he had said that. Dude, see, that's the crazy thing is they don't have a quote of Trump literally being racist. And yet you've got Biden saying that. And again, he called everybody, <laughs> he called everybody that isn't white poor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and did the media, like, the media, the media did, did like they did cover this and they covered them by, by, by cover it. I mean, in their article, they said he misspoke and immediately took it back afterwards. And if you watch the clip, he doesn't. <laughs> is continues yeah. on, and they just touch my leg hair. Like what, <laughs> dude? What? It's like I'm sorry, I can't get over that. It's <laughs> like Joe Biden's presidency is. It's like I want to get things done through bipartisanship. I'm just not going to do it, and he expects his base to go. Yes, that's what we want. No, no, they don't. People, people want policy. 
Your base wants policy. Whether I agree with that policy or not doesn't matter. What matters is your base wants that policy. Your base wants a public option. Your base wants Medicare for all. Your base wants legalized weed. Your base wants a $15 minimum wage. Your base wants potentially UBI. And you're just not going to do it. And you expect to win. Yeah, it's it's a bad strategy, Daffy. It's a bad strat. I'd like, take to the chalkboard with that one. I what, what I'm worried about, dude, is I really hope things don't get bad enough where he has to legalize weed or get rid of college debt. Because can you imagine how bad things would have to be for him to do that? I mean, things. Like, are, oh, we're doing so bad. We we got to get some positive points out there. Like Jesus, <laughs> things things are pretty close to that bad, though, Nash. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, 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 Cuomo had to lie about killing 15,000 people to legalize gambling. like And weed. And weed. So, like, that's how bad things get. So, for the president, it's probably going to be, like, 3 million people. He's going to lie about killing 3 million people or something that bad. I don't know, dude. I don't know, Nash. Any Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, no, I mean, I guess really the big thing to keep in mind is just how sort of self-caused this is because Biden ran on this whole healing America thing, but it's like every other Democrat does the exact opposite of that. So of course you're not going to have partisan or you're not going to have bipartisan resolutions. It's saying one thing and doing another, just that's all it is really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, the Republican, you can, you can also critique the Republicans like, listen, Republicans, you got it. You got to stop being, you got to stop vetoing everything that has a D in it, no matter what. Like they will vote against something no matter what's in it. The cure for cancer could be in a bill and Republicans will vote against it because the Democrat came up with it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, dude. I also just think they're making horrific policy right now. They're trying to, oh, well, they're doing classically democratic things where they're trying to establish essentially like policies that should be on a more local level. They're trying to federalize them. And that's just, I mean, that's not going to happen. Republicans hate that. That's literally the epitome of what they vote against. Yeah. I mean, but again, they are elected to go to Congress or the Senate to work together. Like I, I, I do, I do want to clarify. Yeah. Like when I, when I, when I, when I, when I bash on Democrats, like we do that a lot. Nash, we definitely make fun and critique and say, "What the fuck are you doing to Democrats?" Way more than we do Republicans. Um, but everything I say <laughs> is is almost bipartisan. It almost it almost everything does go both ways. Yeah, no, it, it almost always does to some extent. Um, it's just sort of right now it's at a point, I think what mainly I'm coming from is the fact that the whole big tech thing with Trump where they made him seem try to seem like a crazy person when in reality he was telling the truth the whole time. So it's like all those people are still in power. 
And that's pretty, I wouldn't trust a single thing they did. That's just kind of my two cents. Like, take this uh, for the people thing. Like, if you had it where it was probably more securing, you know, voting rights and stuff like that, if it wasn't just making it easier, you'd get Republicans on it. Yeah, maybe. They don't. They don't they don't care about what Republicans think and they're trying to force things down their throat and they're just not about it. Is it does anything what what will it take for drastic change to come in this country? Because do you all first of all, do you think we need drastic change? I mean, yeah, big tech's gotta split, uh big media's gotta split. Uh, we need a trust buster. What's a trust buster? We need it. Um, well, Teddy Roosevelt, I think, was the first trust buster where it's pretty much he broke up large corporations um, because they just had too much authority and they were manipulating mm. people and it was oh. pretty wrong and they were doing questionably illegal things. Did we did we talk about so, this? Did we talk about this Nash? Or is this um, like like Rockefeller? Um, yeah, I'm sure at some point, like, like, like that, that time period, right? Like Rockefeller, um, uh, yeah, Carne- oil, Carnegie, steel. Carnegie, like when, yeah. when, when they got broken it's, up, right. Was that Roosevelt? Teddy? I think was he, but whenever, whenever they got broken up, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if we right talked about this in the that. podcast, we talked about this offline or who I talked about it with, but right. Like. If you adjust for inflation, how much money they had back then in today's money, it was like trillions. Yeah, and um, that wasn't, I think, um, I don't think that was Teddy Roosevelt um, because the robber baron era or the Amer- or the second industrial revolution or the first, if you're American dependence get titles in history, get confusing because they're different perspectives, but the American industrial revolution, that was, um, the 1900s, late 1800s. And Teddy was before the civil war, I think, but yeah, it's pretty much breaking up big business. Um, I think Taft may have done that too. But yeah, that's what we need. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we need. Less power. Less power to the yeah. establishment, more power to the people. Yes. It's like a classic, if somebody could classic act, Republican Nash. <laughs> if somebody could act for the people instead of making the for the people act, that, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this act isn't for the people. It's like... If, if they called it the For Ourselves Act, I'd be a little more supportive of it. Don't. <laughs> At least it's honest. Don't pretend it's for us. It's not for us. The one thing that is for us and for all of you is episode number eight of the American Man's <laughs> Podcast. Now, you like how I did that? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've been I going. We've, smooth. we've been going long again. It's time to wrap this bitch up. Um, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, watch the video. Uh, clips will be coming again this week. Um, hit the like button, share with everybody, help us grow this podcast because this, this news is important to get out there. Um, 
if you listen to this podcast, talk to your friends about it and just talk to them about the points we made because I guarantee you they won't know about it because either they just don't watch the news or they're not watching the right news or they're just, they're, they're the fucking sheep. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? But comment below on what you think we got right, what we got wrong. If you comment while we watch live and we see it, we will try and uh, respond to you. Now it's supposed to be your job. We did get two comments on one of the YouTube videos, but that's okay. We'll do it. Oh, I don't watch YouTube. Yeah, it's oh well, maybe you should. But we back. Well, we'll be back next week. But until then, we're off the clock.